Okay, and we are going here. Are we? Yeah, we're going. Okay, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm very excited about this upcoming guest. I've been a fan of this guy for about six years now when I saw him as a rookie in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League playing for Bacamo. His name goes by Boko Imama. He went on to play for St. John, winning a President's Cup in the queue. Also, he was drafted by Tampa Bay in the sixth round in 2015. Last year, he was traded to the Los Angeles Kings organization and now plays on their farm team in the AHL for the Ontario Reign. In California still, I think they're about an hour outside the city of Los Angeles, so I'm excited to talk to him about maybe what he does outside of the rink. We all know California is an exciting state and there's a lot to do. Also, just to talk to him about his junior career. He had a great junior career, so I'm sure he has some stories. I talked to some of his teammates about him. He seems like a great guy. It's going to be a good conversation. Sit tight. Here we go. All right, and we're going here. So, Boko, buddy, I appreciate you coming on the show. It means a lot to me. Hey, my pleasure, Justin. Um, I was saying in the intro that I've been a fan of you uh, since your rookie year, back when you played for Bakemo. I think you were 16 years old. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you played in Halifax, and I saw you, and I was just like, who is this guy? He's an effective player, and, uh, yeah. and and it turned out that you had an amazing junior career, and honestly, before this podcast, I was talking to a lot of people just to try to get to know you as a player a bit more, because I lived away from Halifax, so I didn't get to see you as much as I wanted to, and I saw that you got 41 goals there, and I, I was just amazed, because a lot of people tell me that you're more of a, of a physical player, but when I see that yeah. you get 41 goals your last year junior... I was just amazed, so I, I kind of want you to describe what you think uh, a type of player you are. Yeah, well, first thing first, uh, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, you know, started in uh, Bay Como as a as a sixteen year old. Uh, you know, first first year in the queue, obviously, it's uh, it's different for every player, right? You're you're away from home, and uh, no, it's, it's the first time that you deal uh, with stuff like this. So as a 16-year-old, I didn't have uh, much ice time. So obviously, I needed to use my my physical my physical aspect of the game to you know to create, you know, to well to make a name first in the league to try to impress my coach, have a little bit more ice time. So that's how I started playing physical. Got into a little fights, but as a hockey player, I, I always knew that I could have do better and. Uh, you know, finally it happened in my my last my last season with uh, with 41 goals. So that was it. That was incredible. Like maybe if you could give like maybe a little bit of advice to some players that play your style of game that are a bit younger and like essentially how you got those 41 goals. Like, did you park your ass in front of the net? Did you just stand by the side of the net? Did you deflect goals? Maybe give a little bit of insight like how you chipped away at 41 goals in that year. Yeah, for sure. So. As a physical player, as a big winger like me, uh, it, it's, it's a little bit tougher to like move around guys like you said, toe drag. No, doesn't it? Everybody's it's not everybody that have it in their tools. So I'm not really that guy that will uh, come and just toe drag everyone and just snipe it, right? Yeah. I knew I had a good shot, but at the same time, I knew I was a pretty good player. So to create space, I was using my body, like you said. Sometimes you need to park yourself in front of the net, you know. And and I think the most important is just to study the game. I I, I love watching hockey. I can see like all the 
open spots in, in the Ozone, like in the NHL game, sometimes even in a Q game. And I will just, during a game situation, I will, I will try my best to think about it. So I'll put myself in a good position and lucky enough, Lucky enough, some, I had some great teammates that was able to find me too, and then I just used my shot. That's you know, awesome. I lo- it, was just, it was just a, a rebound goal. <laughs> I love it. In front of the net, so. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm happy. That's a good answer. Um, I, I want to talk to you also just about, like, before hockey, because, like, your body frame is ridiculous. Like, you have the body of a linebacker. You're jacked. You're a man yeah, amongst yeah. boys. So, let's. Let, I want to talk, like, even before you started playing hockey. Like, did you play any other sports? Because... I feel like you could dominate in anything that you do uh, athletically. Yeah, well, you had a good guess to start. So I did play football. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. I played some, yeah, I did. I played basketball. I played soccer. I played uh, baseball. You know, I was around a lot of sports uh, growing up. And, you know, I, I love, well, all the sports that I did that, you know, that was more physical. That was a sport. That was my go-to sport. So... Hockey and football, I stick with those two for over 12 years. Wow. And at some point, I needed to, to make a decision for my career, and uh, I chose hockey. Well, it looks like it's paying off now. Yeah. Um, Growing growing up in Montreal, did you ever see any Expos games when you were younger? Oh, uh, no. Uh, maybe once, if I remember. Okay. But, you know, I was, I was a little bit too young. You know, I was born in 96. Okay. So I didn't really have the chance to see one of the games. Okay. I was going to say, I, I was trying to figure, I didn't do my research before to find out when the Expos were done, but I knew you grew up in Montreal. And my grandparents are from Montreal. And when I was younger, I went to a bunch of uh, a bunch of Expos games when I was younger, and I remember them to this day. So I just wanted to know if you were there or not. Yeah, that's awesome. That makes me love you more. Yeah, there we go. I love it. I, I, well, most of my summers were spent in Montreal. I, I absolutely love that city. Fantastic. So, so, you're, so to me, you're a Montreal guy then. Well, yeah, my last name's Belanger, so my dad. That's pretty French. Yeah, That's my dad. That's cool. Yeah, he grew up uh, two streets away from the Olympic Stadium, so in that area. Oh wow! Straight down. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, okay. So let's go back to the queue here. In, in your, uh, you played two and a half years in Bakemo, and then you moved on to St. John and played another two and a half years, and actually won a, a President's Cup there. Um, when you went on to St. John and became more of, uh, let's say, a, probably a leadership role, you're more developed. You know the junior style of game. What was it like going into that dressing room uh, the first day in St. John? You know, because you're you're a bigger guy, you're a little intimidating. Do you find that people warmed up to you quickly, or did did, did you have a little trouble fitting in uh, in that room in St. John right away? Well, that's a great question. You know, like I think the Q it's a it's a re- it's a really good uh, lead for every player. It's uh, uh, you grow up a lot. You know, you're a little bit on your own. Uh, stuff like this. So er, early, as an early age, well, as a 16-year-old in Pecomo, you know, those two and a half years make me grow up a lot as a person and uh, as a hockey player too. Okay. So coming in at St. John as an 18-year-old, you know, I was a little bit of a veteran. Uh, made my name, made my name in the league. We know what my physical, my physical game. You know my my fighting sometimes. So uh, I knew pretty well that. I, they would respect me a lot in St. John. And uh, I knew a couple guys, too, because when I got in, there were maybe nine guys from Montreal. So there was, like, a ton of guys that I knew before, 
we're working out in the summer stuff like that so i think it was good it was good for me i got in at the right time you know all the top guys in st john were still 17 or, or 18 year old so we knew we had something in the in the near future and uh, finally it paid off two years two years later so that means last year when we won the the president cup i love it I was talking to uh, I was talking to one of your teammates, uh, Matt Green, today, and I was trying to get some dirt on you. And he was just saying that uh, as soon as you came in the dressing room, everyone was just intimidated by you because you're such a, a physical presence. But once everyone got to know you, everyone just warmed up to you right away. Yeah, <laughs> that that that's something that as a person I don't realize. Yeah. Because you know, once someone doesn't know me. And let's say you YouTube my you put my name on YouTube or on Google, all you're gonna see is that is that big guy that loves to throw his body around and fights and stuff. But that's my game on the ice. But out of the ice, I'm a, you know I'm way different. I'm more of a laid back guy. I'm cool. I'm chill. I'm, I love to have fun. I love being around the boys. So when they get to know uh, that side of me, they, they don't get scared anymore. I love it. Like that's as I do this podcast and I talk to more physical players and I talk to them obviously outside of the rink and who they are as a person. They're just big teddy bears. They're just lovable guys that love having a good conversation, love having a beer every now and then, and they're just the most exactly. relatable people on the planet. Exactly. So all the ice is something, and all the ice is, you know, you need to respect that. You know, that's what hockey is all about. You have your role. Just embrace your role. You do it for your team. You do it for your career. But off the ice, you just being yourself. So let's. I want to talk about off the ice really quickly for a second here. So I heard you're somewhat of a barber. You cut yeah. hair. Is this true? Yeah. So tell. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's a funny story because, well, obviously my dad taught me as an early age because <laughs> when I was playing in Baycomb or stuff like that, there was no one really to to do my own hair. It was my dad that was doing it so I, just started, I just started to do it on, on my own and uh actually the year one year i got suspended 15 games that was my 19 year old year yeah so i just had nothing to do on the road but the, <laughs> the team wanted me on the road so i was just not the hotel i was just chilling pranking the guys and uh, doing haircuts and then it became more and more serious guys was coming in so that's how it started how do you cut your hair by yourself? Do you have one of those mirrors that like wraps around your head, or do you just like put your iPhone out and get the clippers? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm just doing it with my iPhone. So <laughs> I look a little bit crazy when I do it, but you know what? No one's around me, so no one can see it. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good story. Um, okay, so when uh, let's okay, let's go move back uh, back uh, into the game. So let's go. Let's talk about when you got drafted to Tampa. Um, did you did you go to the draft that year, or were you at home? Yeah. So so my draft that was the uh, that was really a crazy day. So so you know, as an eighteen year old, you know, the draft was the or for the guy that was uh, uh, a year younger than me. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't really expect much. In my head, I was just getting an invite to a camp, and obviously I would go out there, grind, and uh, make a name for myself. But so so all of my friends, actually, it was our draft year, and that year it was in Florida. So they all left like a week before, you know, as vacation at the same time because you're in Florida, so they were just enjoying the sun. So I was home. And then just one day, so just one day before the draft, uh, the scout from Tampa Bay calls me. He's like, hey, Vocal, 
uh, this and that. Uh, I would like, I, I would love you if you can bring your skates to the draft. I was like, well, they didn't know what to say. I was like, well, I'm home and the draft is tomorrow, right? Well, the first one was tomorrow, uh, the, the day after that call. So uh, whatever, I called my agent, uh, called my, my parents to, to tell them what that scout just told me. So the next morning I was on the, I was on the flight for Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Got there, brought my skates like they told me. And then uh, that same night uh, I heard my name getting called by the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it was really a crazy story for me. That is incredible. Talk about like, yeah. like, you know, like if you know you're going to get drafted, the anticipation's terrible, but you find out like the day before, like you just must've went to zero to a hundred, like in a second. Well, I love it. I love I, I love it that way. I, yeah, of I course. Wish it was that way because you know all of my friends they were all stressed out. Oh, am I gonna go first round? You know, I want to go first round, but I'm not sure. This this guy too. Those guys in Europe. Those guys in the states. But me, all week I was just chilling. I was just expecting for simple invite in the camp, and finally they just called me and told me different. When you know I didn't have much. They didn't have uh, that much time to think, so things really uh, happened quickly, so I was happy that way. Oh, man, that is such a better story than, like, sweating it out over the whole year, and then the day before <laughs> you just find out. That's incredible. It is, yeah. Okay, so talk about, like, your family. Like, what did you guys do, like, to celebrate? Did you go out for dinner? What did, what, what, what it went after? What happened after? Yeah, so it was really last minute, so I just had my mom with me and one of my sister. Okay. And uh, my agent had four guys total getting drafted at the, at the same time. And, and friends from uh, the St. John's Sea that were about six guys that got drafted. Maybe seven, if I'm not mistaken. That's incredible. So obviously, after the job, we stayed in Florida for maybe two more days, just enjoying the beach, uh, just celebrate. You know, we just, we just had a get-together kind of thing just to enjoy uh, that special day. That sounds like a great experience, Jesus. Especially down in Florida. Most people pack their bathing suit. You're packing your skates. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. So, actually, we'll, we'll stick to bathing suits. You play out in California. Um, you know, what, what's it like playing out there right now uh, in California in the A? You just had your first year professional. Maybe tell the yeah. listeners uh, the difference between junior and professional hockey and how you're handling it. Yeah, well, in junior... You know, in junior, it's tough. Like, it's, it's a good league. It's a really, really good hockey league, but you have all that support around you. So you have your billet family. You have someone in the organi- organization that their job is to watch after guys, make sure the school is done properly, make sure this is done properly. So, you know, you have curfew. So the support in junior is, is really, it's like they give you a really big support to players because obviously, like, maybe a 20-year-old guy doesn't need as much support. But as a team, you, you know, there's a 16-year-old guy in your team, so so they will treat all the players, they will treat, it, treat them the same way. But in pros, you're strictly on your own. So when you're done your practice, so let's say we're done at 11, 11 a.m., so we have the rest of the day just to just to do whatever you want. But that's, that's why you need to be smarter. Like, yeah. if you're just going to the beach every day or just, Going golfing every day and just gas your body your body out while well, you're not really smart. So 
that was that was, that was a little transition that I had to do. And obviously, living in California, it, it's a little bit more exciting. Compared, I have nothing against St. John, but <laughs> way more stuff to do in California. So obviously, you need to be smarter. And obviously, you know, you're playing pro, so that means you you get into a pro paycheck. So, yeah. with the money you have, it's easy to drift away from hockey and just start, you know, doing things that you don't really need for your hockey career. So it's just that you just need to be a man. You need to grow up as a man, uh, do your stuff, know what's good for you, what's bad for you. And uh, if you keep it that way, you, you'll have no problem. That's wicked. How far How far are you from, like, I'm not saying you go to the beach every day, but like, how far are you from like Santa Monica or like Venice? Yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's like 50 kilometers away. So it's really close. Oh, Jesus. That's not bad at all. Do you, yeah. have, do you have a roommate down there? Yeah, I had a roommate that was, he was a guy, his name is Matt Love. He played in the, in the OHL. Okay. So we were about the same age, so we were both the rookies, first pro season for both of us. Oh, so that's good. It was pretty good. What are some of your favorite hobbies to do out in California? I was just there two months ago. I love the state. Lots to do. Maybe if you could, like, what are some of the things you like to do out there? Well, obviously, when I got there, I wanted to visit like a bunch of, of places. I wanted to go in Venice. I wanted to go see Hollywood. I wanted to go see Beverly Hills. So uh, on my time off, that's well, what I was doing. But at some point, when you saw all the spots, you're more like uh, you're more low key, staying in town. Yeah, uh, played a lot of golf games, played a lot of basketball games with the guys. So everything that I was doing with the guys, I really enjoyed it. Nice. So, what's the what's the fan base like out there? Like, how's the team treating you? Um, you know, your first year uh, playing pro, like maybe the travel tips. Like, what's the travel difference compared to junior? Yeah. So we're lucky that in LA they put a lot of money at the, in the development for the players. Nice. So they treat us really, really good. They they, they gave us everything we need, pretty much. Nice. And since I'm in the West Conference. We're able to fly for some games, which oh. we make us save like a lot of uh, hours of sleep and uh, you know stuff like this. So uh, I really like it so far. And lucky for me, you know, I was with Tampa Bay before. Well, even though I didn't really play in their organization because I was still in junior, but even in Tampa Bay, I could see that they were really uh, top notch, and I got traded to to a good place too. So I really got lucky that way. I want to I want to know the difference like of food after the game from junior to the pros because like when you're in junior it's usually just pizza but when you go to the professional league some other people tell me that you're getting like chicken and salad and and other things yeah. is there a difference like do you notice that yeah yeah so on the road so obviously we have a meal uh, after games on the road so yeah like you said it will be really uh, healthy stuff for us chicken uh, now it's on veggies. Well, everything you need in your body is to get ready for the next game. And in home games, or on our own. Some guys love to cook. Some guys love to go to, like, a nice steakhouse. Yeah. Just enjoy it. So, what What's your go-to? What What's your go-to on game days for a pre-game meal? Yeah, so my pre-game meal, we had a, uh, a good restaurant that was, that was treating the boys pretty well. So, it was just regular pasta with, uh, well, down in the Maritimes, we called that Parm chicken. Parm chicken, chicken yeah. Chicken parm, I mean. Yeah. Chicken parm. So it was it was the same thing, but just a little bit different, but pretty much the same. 
Do you remember back when you were in St. John, like a restaurant that you really liked to go to maybe back in St. John? Uh, there was a lot of it, but Italian by night, that was one of my favorites. Okay, there you go. A little local shout out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want to talk about uh, your 15-game suspension, if that's all right. It's obviously still in Halifax's mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was one of the... But, you know, anyone that... You know, that that's hockey. And I think that the style of game you play is a dying breed in the sport of hockey, and I hate that. Um, and I, I think that you add an element of excitement to the game. And every time I watched you uh, come to Halifax and play... I probably watched you more than the the higher skilled players because you had a higher effect on the game. It didn't matter the style of game you played. People are always knowing when you're on the ice because you could lay someone out and you can flip the game on its head in the matter of a second. So just like the game uh, and against Halifax when you got the 15 game suspension, could you give us like a little insight of like what brewed up to that point and how it ended up like that? Yeah, for sure. Well, you know everybody remember that incident but there's a lot of stuff going on on the ice that people don't really know so now two years later I don't I don't really mind talking about it so that's what there was it, one player there was one player in Halifax that I don't think I really need to mention his name I think everyone knows I'm talking about him <laughs> so obviously he's more of a guy that loves to run around loves to kind of choose his opponents like he, he, he knows like who to fight who to not fight and, you know, obviously, well, he started the game hitting one of my, well, actually, Luke Green, actually, he's from, he's from around. Yeah, he was on the podcast, so, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, so he hit uh, Luke Green a little bit from behind. So, obviously, I was, like, the big brother on, on, on the team. I was like, hey, like, you know, I know you have to, a role to play, and me to have my own role, but, you know, like, you know, you know, just watch it. You know, it was more of a warning. Yeah. So just watch it. So obviously he's on my list. So I'll be watching for him all game. If he's doing some cheap shot stuff like this, obviously I'm gonna go see him. And then uh, a little bit later in the game, that's when uh, he decided to grab uh, Delino. So in my head, it's just like a huge disrespect, you know, because I just warned you about a about a hit from behind, and now you're jumping my my younger player on, on my team. And Delino, he's not really a fighter, stuff like this. And I think everyone knew that if I was in St. John, it was a little bit because of him. Yeah. Because I could watch out for him, stuff like this. So that's when that's when I just decided to, to get on and do what I do. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. I As soon as I uh, posted the picture on Instagram that you were coming on, I think I got like five messages and everyone was just like, you have to ask him about the situation. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I will. <laughs> So yeah, well, that was it. I'm happy. I'm happy. And then you got to look at the positive side of that. At least you, after that, you learned how to cut your hair. Exactly. So you're saving. You're saving money by that incident too. Yeah, that incident. Well, I I actually won uh, student of the month too. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to miss uh, any classes, stuff like this. So all my homework was done. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, started to cut people's hair, so kind of a win-win situation. You're, you're like an entrepreneur. You got some free time. You kind of start a business up. You get some work done at school. It, it kind of benefited you in, in the long run. Okay. Exactly. That's hilarious. 
Um, yes, yeah, so I want to talk about the trade from Tampa to LA. Was that expected? Did they give you a reason why the trade was going down? I know hockey's a business, but was there any explanation that they gave you? Uh, not really much. You know, everything goes, every, everything happens fast, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, me and me and Tampa, we had, we always had a great relationship. Uh, they're really a nice uh, organization. They talk to all their players. You know, they're giving love and support to all their players. But, you know, if, if they had to do it, they had to do it. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, lucky for me, I was going in a, in a, in a great place too. So. Oh, yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, my goal is to play one day in the NHL. So if it wasn't out for Tampa, then it's just going to be for a different team. Yeah. And as soon as you got traded, too, you signed your contract, right? Right when you went to L.A.? Yeah, so that happened pretty fast too. So I got traded. I talked to uh, the guys in LA, and they were like, "All right, we're just gonna send you your contract uh, tomorrow." You no, know, everything was just going going fast, pretty much like my trap. So I was just I was just happy about it. I didn't sleep that night, just waiting for that that text about the the contract, and uh, finally I got it. I didn't think twice, signed it right away, and then uh, was happy. Deadly, man. Those are some great years in your life right there. Like when you signed that contract, holy smokes. I couldn't even imagine yeah. the feeling going through you. Yeah. Did you did yeah, you bu- awesome. did, did you buy anything yet? Did you get a car or do you save in your money? What'd you do? Yeah, uh, obviously I got a car because the car that I had before was pretty much beat down. <laughs> so I, I had to change it. Uh, it. I treat myself a little bit, take out my sisters. There you go. But, uh, but uh, I'm being pretty smart too and it's I don't think it's money that will last forever, so obviously you need to be smart. That a boy, good answer. Um, I, I want to talk about the the pra- like when you go to training camp for the Los Angeles Kings. I think last year, um, the tra- is the training camp facility by the beach. Uh, pretty much. So their practice facility is in a place called El Segundo in Los Angeles. Okay. And the closest beach they call Hermosa Beach, which is 10 to 15 minutes away. Oh, so so where do all the players on the team live? Do they live by the beach? Because I remember watching a, oh, yeah. I remember watching a documentary on Mike Richards like four years ago when the NHL did something, and he lived right on the beach. And I was like, I wonder where the practice facility is. It must be close to the beach. So now that I had yeah, you on, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, like I said, 10 minutes away. All the guys are down to the, to the beach. So obviously, if you play in LA, you need to, you know, you need to live the lifestyle a little bit too. Yes. You're not everyone that has the chance to play in California, so Absolutely. I take advantage of it. When you were ever uh, roaming around the Staples Center, did you ever run into anyone famous? Uh, not at the Staple, but just just on the street. Just on the street, sometimes you you will see, you know, someone famous, and you don't even realize that it's. <laughs> That is someone, and then you're like, "Oh, well, this is this guy," you know. Who who have you seen? Uh, I saw Post Malone, Tiana Taylor, nice. and that was it. Right on. One day, one day they'll be saying, "Oh, there's there's Boko." Hey, that's uh, hopefully, yeah, that's the goal. You got to envision it, man. If you envision it, it'll happen. I'm telling you. For sure, thank you. Man, no worries. Um, so yeah, when uh, you're starting training camp, uh, when do you see? Yeah, when do you start training camp? So it's a 
It's so a, I have a couple of times left to keep training and do my thing to get better. How uh, So if your training camp is in September, do you head out there like August, early August, late August? Uh, actually, I don't know. I know the team will uh, keep us updated with uh, everything, but it should be around this time, that time, yeah. Are you training right now or are you going to be taking vacation anytime soon? Oh, no. I, saw, I started training already. Uh, did the two... Yeah, I think I'm up to two weeks of training already, so everything's going pretty well. Jeez, who are, who are you training with? Any notable names out in Montreal? Yeah, his name is uh, John Chamberg at APC. Okay. So there's a bunch of guys in the NHL, in the American Hockey League that trains there. Okay, right on. What are what are some of the things that you like to do uh, in Montreal in the summertime? Do you ever go? What's that? What's that amusement park there, Laurent? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I used to go there when I was younger, but not, now it's not really my thing. But Yeah, I guess so. No, I'm just happy to be around my friends, be around my family. That's all that matters. Nice, man. No, that's good. Um, so, yeah, essentially, I just want to know uh, when you're training, like, you know, you've been a fighter, you've fought, and you've dummied kids. Do you ever, like, uh, box when you train? Like, your trainer, I forget his name you just mentioned, but do you ever box? Yeah, I, I I love to join some boxing. Just no, just work on those uh, on those striking techniques, stuff like this. But uh, I'm not I'm I'm not doing this too much. I'm I'm probably just gonna do it maybe three to four times, just right before leaving for training camps. Okay. But uh, most of the time, I'm just focusing on hockey. And that was the most important. How many times uh, a week are you on the ice uh, in the summertime? Uh, two to four times. That's not yeah, bad. Three or four times. Man, out here in Halifax in the summertime, because of Crosby's here, right? Like, the amount of guys yeah. that come out here is ridiculous. Just to play with him and McKinnon. Yeah, for sure. I used to work in the, the hotel industry, like a fancy hotel, actually right next to the Metro Center. And, like, all the boys would roll in for, like, three months, or three weeks, excuse me, during the summer just to skate with Sid, and the whole city would just be buzzing because all these superstars are are in the city so i was just wondering if there was like if there was like a montreal super practice team or something that you were like involved with oh no not really i, I go to some events there and there but uh yeah just keeping it simple you know boy, keeping it simple that's good if yeah because you know if you're that's another thing i wanted to relate back to pro hockey and junior hockey because how many more games are there in pro hockey compared to junior are you playing 82 games in the a Okay. But down the east, they have 76. 76? 76. 76. And in the A, the first round of playoffs are best of fives, not best of sevens. Interesting. Yeah. That's uh, It's only the first round? Yeah, only, only the first round. How far did you guys go this year? Huh. First round. Huh. Oh, sorry to hear that, buddy. So what are you looking? So yeah. So what are you looking forward to uh, most about next year? Um, are you in contact with any of the coaches in the organization throughout the summer? Do they tell you what they want you to work on? And uh, yeah, maybe you could give the listeners a little bit of insight to your development. Yeah, obviously it's more my game in general. Uh, I think I showed that I, I can be 
uh, a physical guy in the pros, playing tough, you know, just, just playing my role. But now I need to show that. But as a second year, I need to show that I can even bring more on the table, you know. Uh, you know, control the puck down low, make some plays, you know, help, help the team to, to score goals too. So that's, uh, that's a little bit uh, what I'm working on this summer too. With my skills coach. Okay. And uh, so working hard in this summer, and then I'm just just excited for next season to prove what I can bring to the table. I love it. If I'm out in uh, if I'm out in California next year, I'm gonna message you, and we're gonna meet up. I'll come watch a game. Hey, for sure. I'll be happy to have you. Um. So have you been watching the NHL playoffs? Obviously, I hope so. So who do you uh, do you think uh, Washington's going to win it next game, or do you think Vegas is going to come back and maybe tie it up, or what, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think Washington is going to win. I think that's a really hungry team, and Vegas obviously it's phenomenal what it did this season. Um, you know, and it's great. It's great for this organization. You know, with a lot of potential, did a great draft. All their players. Really want to win too, but guy like Ovechkin that's been around for more than than a decade, I think it's time for him to get it. Yeah, I like that. I don't. I don't think they're going to win it next game, but I do think Vegas is going to come back and win like one more. I think it'll go Game Six. Yeah, for God, that's obviously that's really two great hockey clubs. So everything didn't happen at this point. Now that I think about it, Vegas and LA is that considered a rivalry yet, or it could be soon? Honestly, it's guys like you that can create a rivalry. Like, if you make L.A. and you, like, let's say, like, make a huge hit or something and it can get a game going, I swear to God, man, it's guys like you that can create a rivalry. I know it might be hard to take that in right now, but as a viewer and a fan, that's what I think of. For sure, for sure. Just playing my style. Absolutely. I'm playing my style like there's a lot of angles, so I like it that way. Absolutely. Well, man, listen, I got everything I wanted out of you. We're, we're over a half an hour here. Um you answered my questions to a T. You were exactly what I thought. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming on. Hello? Hey, no problem. It was, a, it was a pleasure for me. And like you said, anytime you're in LA, you can hit me up. Sounds good, buddy. Anyways, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, just stay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up the podcast here, but stay on the line. I'll talk to you in a sec here. All right, once again, thank you to the, all the listeners. I appreciate you. Uh, the support has been tremendous. If you could go to all the social media pages and, uh, and like, comment, subscribe, I would appreciate that. Thank you very much. I love you guys. We're out.